It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I promise you today that past the first segment of this show, I will not be making any more references to the group lover boy, even though we're hitting into the weekend. And for my brother Ryan Ray, I know that you are the world's biggest fan of that band, and that that's not a joke. I mean, this dude is Loverboy. He's still wearing his concert shirts. He's going backstage to meet the band whenever he can. He's stealing their set list. Ryan, love you. Love the fact that you love Loverboy. But I can't do any of those songs the way Mike Reno does. So not going to ruin them. Just just not even remotely going to touch it. But I will say this. Welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, thank you for making me a part of your weekend. Let's talk a little Thunder basketball as we get ready for Game 3 of the first round playoff series between the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. In segment number one, we'll talk about some little things that Oklahoma City can do to get a lot better and increase their chances to win in Game 3 and hopefully in Game 4. But I will tell you this, if they were that easy to do, I think the Thunder would have already done them. Raymond Felton, Billy Donovan will expand on that. Plus, Paul George, who had a mind-blowingly good game in Game 1 of this series, took a step back in Game 2, fell a little bit back to reality, actually fell a lot back to the reality. Is there anything the Jazz are doing different than they did in Game 1? Billy Donovan will explain all that. And we're also seeing the unfolding of the future of the Western Conference right before our eyes in this first round of the playoffs. We'll touch on that in segment number two. Steven Adams will talk about the differences between Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert and tell us if one is harder to guard than the other and one maybe concerns the Thunder a little bit more than the other. Billy Donovan will shed some light on that also in segment number two. And there's something that the Jazz have done that the Thunder need to copy. And... One guy sort of did it, but there is a page from the Jazz's playbook the Thunder could take, and hopefully they'll implement it in Game 3. And finally, in Segment 3, we'll hear from Carmelo Anthony about the Jazz crowd, what the Thunder can expect these next couple of games from the folks in Salt Lake. And we'll talk a little bit about the differences. We've talked some about the similarities, but what are the major differences between the Thunder fan base and the Jazz fan base it's all right here on Locked on Thunder, the, the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I'm a credentialed member of the media, did radio here in Oklahoma City. I've covered the Thunder for five years. And as you can see on our webpage, LockedOnThunder.com, we get interviews, we get videos, 
And I do my best every day to not only bring that to you here in the podcast, but also give you my opinion on what's going on with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And just one more time, pimping the website that's LockedOnThunder.com, your one-stop shop for all your Thunder needs. Okay, segment number one now, Oklahoma City, two major issues in game two. Rebounding and turnovers. Not enough rebounds. Out-rebounded by 10 against the Utah Jazz. Jazz 56 boards to the Thunder's 46. Not only that, the offensive rebounds for Utah, 15. Derek Favors getting eight alone himself. And it's leading to a lot of second-chance points for the Jazz. Turning the ball over, not as big a problem. The Thunder actually turned the ball over less than the Jazz, but these things do start to add up. And as much as you want to look at the big picture for Oklahoma City and still say they've got all this veteran talent, they're not worried about what's going on here in the playoffs, you still got to do the little things right. You got to execute. You always hear coaches talk about the fundamentals. These two things are fundamentals. Does it add up? Is it costing the Thunder games? Raymond Felton explained a little bit more about that after game two. Oh, it got hurt. You know, you get offensive rebounds, you get loose balls. Um, they come down, hit a three off those possessions. You know, that, that, that can hurt. That can change the momentum of the game. You know, it can give them confidence. You know, there's so many things that can happen in that situation. So, you know, it's just, like I said, you know, we got a, it's a, lot, of, it's a lot of things that hurt us tonight, you know, while we lost. So, you know, watch film tomorrow. You know, get back to the drawing boys. Get some good work in before we head out to Utah. Go try to get this too. This is also a big concern of Billy Donovan because you can watch all the film you want. You can break it down. You can do everything you want or everything you possibly can to put your players in better position. But once you do that, they have to execute. And I also think the Thunder are missing some major opportunities because they went on a 19-0 run and yet they couldn't close it out and keep the Jazz at arm length. And as a result, instead of having a two games to none lead, the series is tied and the Thunder have lost home court advantage, at least for now. Billy Donovan on the Thunder's missed opportunities. Well, I think that's what you know generally creates momentum either for or against is when you you either have opportunities you miss out on or you capitalize on opportunities. So, um, you know, certainly to start the game, um, you know, getting down nine nothing was was not good, and a lot of that was attributed to what you said. I think we had three turnovers uh, relatively early um, in the game, and you know then. That third quarter, we made a lot of great plays, you know, opportunity-wise. Got stops, got on the break, um, made some hustle plays, and um, we were able to build a lead. But that's what's going to happen in games. There's going to be momentum swings going back and forth. And, you know, when the momentum is going back and forth like that, you got to find a way to kind of stop it, you know. And, and, and a lot of times turnovers are something that, you know, can kind of get another team on a run. One thing I can definitely say about the Thunder, looking at not only Billy Donovan, but Paul George, Raymond Felton, Carmelo Anthony, these guys aren't concerned. They're just not. And I think sometimes, especially here in Oklahoma, where we are such a college football state, we want every game to be do or die for them, especially in the playoffs. And, and for a while it was with Oklahoma City. You, you, you sort of got your wish at the end of the season when the Thunder were not only fighting for a playoff spot, but fighting for playoff positioning. It had that do-or-die mentality. Well, now you're in the playoffs. And you know you're not going to be eliminated after game one, after game two. So there's really not a lot of reason to get stressed out. And certainly, I would worry a hell of a lot more about the Thunder if they were stressed out after two games 
than opposed to facing elimination. And even facing elimination, I don't know how amped up I want you to be. I would prefer you be relaxed and and carry a quiet confidence going into that game. Play with a sense of urgency, but also have that awareness to know that, that you can get some things done and even that confidence of telling your opponent, you better get us tonight because we'll be able to get you these next few nights because we're bringing this to the table. One thing the Oklahoma City Thunder bring to the table is Paul George. Mind-blowingly good game in game one. Mind-blowingly good, scoring 36 points. Not so much in game two. Did have 18 points. Shooting percentages from beyond the arc and the floor were terrible. 21 of six from the floor for Paul George. Are the Jazz doing anything different? Are they guarding him Similar to what they did in game one, here's Billy Donovan. I said we needed to play better. And I think what happens sometimes um, is you see a a night like Paul had in game one. And, you know, no one really talks about the difficulty and how hard those shots are and were. And um, that's who he is. It's what has made him who he is. And um, not that all of them were hard, but he got into a really, really good rhythm. And when he got some good looks, even the real tough ones were going to go in. But... You know, you, you, you can't live, you know, by missing or making shots. You've got to live by the controllable things that you can, you know, know that you can do possession by possession. Last night's a perfect example of that. You know, the ball did not go in the basket very well for us, in particular, in the fourth quarter. But there's still other things that we can do to offset that when that happens. And that was my point in game one saying we needed to play better, is I was not blinded by the fact that the ball was going in the basket at such a high level. I was more looking at the things we had control over that we were not doing well enough and needed to do better. And he did, Paul George, whether he's going to admit it or not, that whole playoff P nickname, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. He, he has to live up to it now. Carmelo Anthony says you can't take it back. Well, playoff P, now that you've given us 36 points, while we may not expect 36 every night, we're going to expect you, if you have 18, to be a lot more efficient than what you are and, and also be able to do some pretty good things on the defensive end as well. And it's not to say that you haven't, but we need to see a little bit more in order to keep you crowned as playoff piece. Speaking of the playoffs, we're watching the future of the Western Conference unfold right before our eyes. First and foremost, I, I am totally shocked. Totally shocked that New Orleans has a three-games-to-none lead on the Trailblazers and have left them for dead. They have wrapped that series up. You bring DeMarcus Cousin back. You have Anthony Davis, one of the teams of the future. The Timberwolves, even though they're pretty much dead against the Houston Rockets, that roster's too good for them not to make noise in the future. The Jazz are going to be good in the future. And then there are the Rockets. As long as they stay together, they're going to be a tough out for for anyone right now. And hopefully the Thunder can figure into that mix as well. But for those of you that are sick of watching the Golden State Warriors reign in the Western Conference, it may come to an end sooner than what we thought as long as these GMs of these other teams that I'm mentioning can stay smart, keep their guys together, and not have any major issues whether losing guys via free agency or having guys' attitudes get rotten, if these teams can be held together by the GMs, we're looking at a Western Conference turnover here really in the next couple of years. And if you're a Golden State fan, hopefully you've enjoyed this run. 
Because it's not to say that Kevin Durant is old, but he's not a spring chicken, and neither Steph Curry or Draymond Green or Klay Thompson. I mean, they've got some miles on them. So those young teams in the West that are nipping at their heels now are going to be proving to be formidable foes. If they're if they're not already, it's certainly coming here in the very near future. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Coming up in segment number two here on the Locked On Thunder podcast, we hear from Stephen Adams as he talks about the differences between Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Business owners, if your target demographic is men between the ages of 18 and 44, then become a sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Email us at LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com. We'll tell you about our very reasonable rates and get you set up with, hopefully, a really good advertising package. Actually, a really good advertising package. We've got loyal listeners, and the majority of those are men, 98% in fact, and 80% of those are in that 18 to 44 demographic. So if this is what you've been looking for, a great place to advertise, especially if you've got a killer website, or even if you are a brick-and-mortar business, we can help you out. That's Locked On Podcast Network at gmail.com. Your team every day. Become a member of the Locked On Sports Network. Segment number two now of Locked On Thunder. And Steven Adams has a very difficult job because the Thunder have allowed 100 points in the paint in two games now against the Utah Jazz. And one of the main culprits happens to be Derek Favors. Double-double the other night. 20 points. Grabbed 16 rebounds, and he split those rebounds in half. Eight on the offensive end, eight on the defensive end. Adams is usually out on the floor when Rudy Gobert's there, but I was screaming for Adams to be in the game with Derek Favors just to clog up the paint. If anything, to make life difficult for Derek Favors when he goes to the basket. So how difficult is it to deal with Derek Favors versus Rudy Gobert Stephen Adams. Uh, they're, they're two different, two different players. One's one uses length and is just his sheer size, which just means so for me, strategy-wise, I got to box him out a bit further than I normally would a normal size big, I guess. Um, but yeah, favors is different. He he really does his work early, uh, almost like a Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph does his work really early. That's why he gets really good positioning. Um, yeah, I feel like Favors does the same. He has a good timing for when his uh, players are going to shoot. 
and then he also has a really good base. So the bigs with really good base, it's really tough to box them out and drive them out. So once he gets, once he establishes himself, it's pretty tough from there. So it's kind of different. Yeah, but they still, you know, pose a threat. Another thing that makes Derek Favors so dangerous, like so many other NBA players now, which I I am thankful. I am not a coach in the NBA. As much as I would like Billy Donovan's salary, I'm not sure that I could come up with a way to shut down any of these guys with all the versatility that, that's running so rampant in the association right now. And Derek Favors is one of those guys. Gives you 37 minutes. Not only is he good in the paint, but he's also good from beyond the arc. He goes two for three from beyond the arc. So that's something else that you've got to account for. And I watched, I watched Steven Adams at practice. The guy can shoot the three ball, just not as consistently as I would like. And I'll admit, I have fallen in love with the idea of the new center in the NBA or positionless basketball, whatever you want to call it. But a guy Steven Adams' size, I now want them to come out from beyond the arc, be able to make that shot, and screw with the defense even more than what they're already being messed with at this point. Billy Donovan was asked about Derek Favors and how difficult he is to deal with, consider the, considering the fact that he has a multifaceted game. Well, we need we, we need to do a better job rebounding the basketball. There, there was plenty of opportunities for us, you know, on film where we had him sandwiched, we had him blocked out, and we need to go up and rebound the basketball better. Um, you know, there were times we got caught on rotation where we got some guards that got caught down on him um, because we're in rotation. Um, and then there were some times where he, you know, really kept the ball alive on the glass. He missed a couple of, uh, of tip-ins and put-backs, and he got it back, you know, two or three times. And you know, we've got a we've got a battle, um, you know, up front better in, in certain spots than we did. One thing the Thunder are going to have to figure out this series, and this is straight taking a page from Utah's playbook. One, I, I hate flopping. All right, I, I'm with you, Stephen Adams. I hate flopping, but if you can pick up a few calls. By flopping, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay with that this series because I just want to see somebody else's fan base be as frustrated as I am on that. The other thing that Utah has had in the first two games is it seems like different guys are stepping up every night, and they had a bunch of them step up in game two. In game one, it was it was all Donovan Mitchell, and then Alec Burks came off the bench and scored ten points. In game two. Favors was fantastic. Ricky Rubio was uncharacteristically good scoring. And then you had Jonas Jerebko come off the bench and get 10 points. And yes, I agree, Stephen Adams, Jonas Jerebko shouldn't be able to do that. No, he shouldn't, but they did. And for the Thunder, it's been pretty much the same guys. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Stephen Adams, Paul George. These are your guys. The, the four of the starting five consistently scoring the bench the only guy that's been the only guy that's shown up in both games is Jeremy Grant yeah Alex Sabrina stepped up in game one but there needs to be so much more from Patrick Patterson there needs to be more from Raymond Felton now and, and I don't like to you know dog Raymond Felton he did he did have eight points so maybe I am being a little little hard on him now but you're gonna have to have other guys it can't just be about the starting five the bench has to be there. They've got to be scoring. And I'm just not seeing it. And I'm worried that what's going to happen with Oklahoma City is it's just going to boil down to the starters. Utah's not going to have to worry about the bench. 
Every night, somebody unexpected steps up. And, that, and that's a lot of it with the NBA playoffs is historically, we've seen guys have big games when we don't expect them to. And it's those guys that you don't account for that can make all the difference in the world. And right now, the Oklahoma City Thunder don't have it because we pretty much know who's going to have a good game night in, night out. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. You're part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. Coming up in segment number three, we hear from Carmelo Anthony on the Jazz crowd and what the Thunder can expect out of them in games three and four. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Hopefully you like what you hear on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And if you do, I want to encourage you to visit LockedOnSports.com and check out some of our other podcasts, especially during the NBA playoff season. Get the lowdown on the Bucks and the Wizards and the Celtics and the Cavaliers and the Raptors. Everybody in the East, everybody in the West, and it's all available at LockedOnSports.com. Don't forget, Major League Baseball season is cranking up and going. The Boston Red Sox are red hot. We've got Locked On Red Sox for that. In the NFL, it's right around draft time. And maybe you're wondering where your favorite college player is going to go or your favorite NFL player might be shipped off to make room for another guy. We've got Locked On Draft. It's all there at LockedOnSports.com, part of the Locked On Network. Locked On Sports, your team every day. In a couple of podcasts, or a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about how similar the fan bases are between Oklahoma City and between Utah. And, and, and I, I don't think that there are, in the NBA, two more similar fan bases than the Jazz fan base and, and the Thunder fan base. There's a lot of it. They're, you know, each, they're each the only major league team in those cities, and it's also a state, both states, both Utah and Oklahoma, very big college football fans. And... We love to brag about the peak and that it's the hardest arena to come in and get a win because of the crowd. And we here in Oklahoma City always like to think that the crowd makes a major difference in these games. Well, they like to think the same thing in Utah. In fact, Carmelo Anthony has played in the playoffs in Utah. And Carmelo Anthony gives us at least some insight right here as to what the Thunder can expect these next two games with the Jazz fan base. Well, this is a time where we got to come together more so now than ever on the road in Utah. I've been in Utah in the playoffs before. Uh, So it's a great environment to play in, to be honest with you. The fans are 
they all over top of you. They, they screaming, they yelling, uh, whatever they say, they say. Uh, <laughs> we just gotta, we just gotta be prepared for that. And, and the guys that's, it's gonna be a, us on the bench, us on the court. That's gotta be in communication. I gotta be tight because uh, any any little you know crack in the armor. It can get tough out there, so we we don't want to allow that. Yeah, it's unique in that way, right? I mean, it's like the one place where like they literally are like on top of. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's like a college, like a college game, like a college atmosphere, and I think that's what makes that place you know so unique. So I, I enjoy playing there. Uh, I think those those games are fun, and we 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 will enjoy the next two games. The differences between the two fan base, and and I have the unique perspective having spent. 12, 13 years out in the Mountain West part of the country and then having grown up here in Oklahoma, the difference that I notice in sports fans out West, for as rabid as they are, they don't carry the animosity that we carry here in Oklahoma City. Um, similarities. All right, I'll, we go, go back to the similarities. The Jazz unify... Brigham Young fans and Utah fans, the way the Thunder unify Oklahoma and Oklahoma State fans. Okay? Difference is, and I know Utah and BYU don't like each other, but I don't know if it's that overall hatred that you have with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And I, I don't know if you're you're going to have fights over that. I'm not saying that there haven't been fights over BYU and Utah. I don't know if it's as nasty as it is here. There's something about once you get east, the further east you go, and especially if you stay in areas that are a little bit more southern, college football takes it up to another notch. And that is spilled over into the way Thunder fans deal with the Thunder on a game-in, game-out basis. And yes, Utah and BYU have rabid fans, and I'm sure they've split families the way OU and OSU have. But I think there's just a little bit more nastiness and that's not to say the must the Utah student section isn't great it's fantastic but oh OU OSU student sections especially that OSU student section man there's nothing like it when they get on you in Gallagher Iba they definitely get on you if you're a jazz fan tweet me at G-E-E-H-S-O and you can hey you can say nah dude you're totally wrong man we've gotten into so many fights over uh Utah and BYU here at our office I'd love to hear from you, and thank you if you are a Jazz fan listening to this, trying to gain some trying to gain some Thunder perspective. Hopefully, I'm not only giving you that, but I've entertained you as well. Have a fantastic weekend, and hopefully, games hopefully game three is as entertaining as what we've seen the last couple of nights. And I'm not going to lie, hopefully the Thunder win. But hey, I am the host of Locked On Thunder. Thanks again for joining us. As Jackie Boone tells us, ELE. And remember, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.